Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Nu närmare sig hörni. Holy craps. Retreat. Äntligen är det dags med våra healing retreats som återkommer varje år. Och detta år är vi lite extra taggade för vi kommer faktiskt att erbjuda ett retreat i Portugal. Där jag sitter nu. Ja, och det är inte vilken plats som helst än den här platsen. Jag är bara än så länge sätter på bilder, men vi ska ju faktiskt åka dit tillsammans snart. Och den ser helt magisk ut. Ja. Nej, men jag kan känna in känslan av att bara gå runt på den här platsen och allt vi kommer jobba med och nej, men, alla uh, fina möten. Och, den kommer hålla, det känns som att det kommer liksom, känslorna kommer kunna bara rinna ut i den här vackra jorden och det kommer vara varma poolbad och det kommer vara det kommer vara som en ljuvdröm. Ja, själva healingrummet där vi kommer ha klasserna har väl jättehögt i tak så det kommer finnas rum för så mycket expansion och växande i den här liksom underbara salen och nej men var, alltså varje gång jag tänker på det här retreatet så pirrar det i hela. hela ja, tiden. jag känner samma. Ja, det är så otroligt kul. Så... Man känner energin. Man bara... ja, jag vet, jag vet. Life force is flowing. Okej, okay, men detta datumet är 29 augusti till 1 september. Det är fyra dagar av ljuv, Portugal, luft och magi. Och sen två veckor senare, den 12 september till 15 september så ses vi hemma. På underbara bäddar och ängar på Österlen för vår tredje omgång där. Och där har ni säkert sett och hört. Och det känns ju bara så hem. Alltså det känns verkligen som att komma hem. Ja. Alltså där, man, vi känner liksom väggarna, vi känner hela auran, själen av bäddar och ängar. Och det öppnar också upp för ett väldigt tryggt och hållande och kärleksfullt space. Och vi kommer ju ha med oss våra... Fina food geeks även denna gången. Mm. Så in och spana in på holocrapco.com för att läsa mer om de här två fantastiska retreatsen. Så ses vi i sommar! Hi and welcome to Holocrap Podcast with me Amanda. And me Matilda. So Holocrap is a spiritual podcast where we discuss everything within spirituality and self-development. Yes, and this podcast is usually done in Swedish, but now today we have a huge guest for us and she's international. So we are going to do this intro also in English. Yeah, and she has been very important for us on our spiritual journey. So I would say it's a huge milestone to have her here today. Yes, absolutely. And I think we say this in the intro, but we discovered her first book, Light is the New Black, a couple of years ago when we went through our spiritual awakenings. And this book has been, I would say, really the start of everything. And and in the end, you can say this is basically the start of um, this podcast, Holy Crap, too. 
Yeah, and the author behind the book is Rebecca Campbell. And she is a best-selling author who offers spiritual guidance to our readers with her book, Light is the New Black, as Matilda mentioned, and Rise is the Rise, and her third book that is coming out now, Letters to a Starseed. And she grew up in Sydney, Australia, and later moved to England. Rebecca is also the creative uh, creator of the beautiful uh, oracle cards, Work Your Light, Oxtarsed Oracle Card. And on her website, she also offers a bunch of um, online courses. She has retreats when it's not Corona times. And yeah, she's she does a lot of things. Yeah, we really hope to see her here in Sweden in the future when things are opening up. Uh, but today's episode is all about... Um, Yeah, what did we talk about? There were so many things. Yeah, we start the conversation talking about her um, her birth and becoming a mother and how that transformed her deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're especially interested in how it kind of affects her spirituality and her spiritual journey, which is something that we discussed is a never-ending process. Exactly. So you don't have like one spiritual awakening. Uh, life is a spiritual awakening. And of course, we talk about her, uh, about her new book, uh, Letters to a Star Seed, because this is one of our favorite subjects. Mm. Uh, so we talk about the intention and the purpose behind the book and, uh, like, is everyone a star seed here on earth or not? So yeah, it was a lot of interesting subjects. Mm, definitely. And I think one thing that um, we speak about so much in this uh, podcast and also in this episode is is about the fact that you can be spiritual and also have a modern, regular life and a regular job and regular friends and a family life. Uh, and this is something that might have been to kind of contradicting worlds before, but now it's coming um, more and more into one. And that's, uh, yeah, I think that's something that is very, very important for us and also for Rebecca. Mm. And this is something that she writes about in her new book. When recording this, we have a summer heat situation here in Stockholm and I'm actually eight days from due date um, so we said that it would be a really funny story if my water broke in the middle of the interview with Rebecca <laughs> yeah and when this uh, episode comes out you probably have a baby in your arms yeah I probably do so it was very interesting to talk about Rebecca and her experience of giving birth mm-hmm. so you can go into Holy Crap podcast on Instagram to check out uh, if Amanda has actually given birth or not and follow us there to see our everyday spiritual lives from Stockholm yeah so sit down and relax and enjoy this beautiful episode with Rebecca Campbell yes The following message will be a presentation in Swedish of one of our dear sponsors. Den här veckan så ska vi prata om bland annat Starseeds med Rebecca Campbell. Och då känns det extra passande att vårt avsnitt presenteras av fantastiska Mappyfull igen. Mappyfull erbjuder personliga prints till hemmet som du kan designa själv med det motiv som du vill ha. Och ett av printsen som vi tycker är väldigt fint och speciellt är att du kan få en karta över stjärnhimlen för ett specifikt datum som har betytt lite extra för dig. Det går alltså till så att du skriver in datum och tid på Mappyfulls hemsida 
Då skapas en bild av hur alla stjärnor stod just då och presenteras i en superstylish poster. Du kan sedan välja att designa posten så att den passar dig med rätt färger och passande text. Och vi rekommenderar verkligen att gå in på mappyfull.com och testa runt lite för att det är väldigt kul att skriva in lite olika datum och bara wow, det var så det såg ut då. Och Mappyfull erbjuder även flera olika prints, bland annat skräddarsyda kartor där du kan få en kartvy över en plats som betyder mycket för dig. Och sen har de också de här Zodiac-posterna med en bild där du kan få en bild på ett specifikt stjärntecken. Vilket ju är världens bästa present till till exempel nyfödd bebis. Sen har de också ett print som är väldigt fint som de kallar för textart-poster. Och där kan du ladda upp själv en bild och skapa en poster av det. Jag tänker direkt att jag skulle vilja ha en bild på till exempel mina vänner eller kanske min brors gulliga hund. Mappyfulls posters är ju den perfekta presenten att ge bort till någon. Vi vet att personliga presenter är de allra bästa. Och vad, vad är härligare än att få en tavla över någonting väldigt fint och personligt. Mappyfull har även superfina ramar så att du direkt kan rama in din poster och slipper springa iväg och köpa det separat. Om ni använder koden HOLYCRAP så får ni just nu 15% på både poster och ram på mappyfull.com. Så 15% på två produkter med koden HOLYCRAP. Tusen tack Mappyfull. Nu kör vi veckans avsnitt. Hi and welcome Rebecca Campbell to the HOLYCRAP podcast. So it's a really honor to have you here. And as we said, like in the beginning, you're a big like uh, your books has meant so much to us and our community. So we're yeah really honored to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me here. And yeah, it's really nice to connect with you guys and everyone else who is gathered with us. Mm. Yeah, we said it's such a good day because it's the new moon in Taurus. So we have yeah. good energies with us. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. What's your sun sign? I'm Virgo, Scorpio rising, Aries moon. Ah. Oh, nice. Matilda is Scorpio rising, and I'm an Aries moon. So, so that's nice. really yeah. I've heard it's it's going to be a good a good couple of months for us, uh, Scorpio rising, starting Friday. So oh, Jupiter good. is entering. Yeah. <laughs> so Jupiter is entering our fifth house, which is creativity, starting new projects, and it's supposed to be amazing. Oh, amazing! Well, I didn't know that. So good. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, we have this position in our uh, charts up until end of July, and then it comes back throughout the whole of next year. Brilliant. That's lovely. <laughs> so how was your morning do you have any like sacred practices that you're doing yeah i normally um if i um i'll be doing it afternoon because i normally would do it first thing in the morning but i'm speaking to you guys instead um i'll normally go for a walk in nature and meditate in nature since becoming a mom um my mornings are different to what they used to be <laughs> um not as free to kind of like, you know, do whatever I want, whenever I want. Um, but I did work out this morning as well. So, yeah, but I think I'm working on a new project, um, which is to do with the rose. Um, and so, I don't know, I might go for a walk in nature or I might um, uh, make some rose tea and chant and then begin that creative project. Mm. Lovely. Sounds amazing. 
<laughs> so how much how do you do you work full time now or are you still um on maternity leave leave it varies um i do because i run my own business i didn't it was kind of it was a real blessing but also i think as I mean, maybe you guys understand like running your own business as well it's like you can't kind of like blame someone else because yep. <laughs> you're yeah so um i think for me at least before becoming a mum like i couldn't see beyond the birth um and i think that was quite a good thing actually i wasn't the the person who um you know set up the nursery or anything like that i fully prepared for the birth as like the birth is the physical thing um i was really scared about it i didn't realize i was but once i was pregnant that definitely kind of like came in and i think that's kind of like the cellular memory and i think birth is not really seen as like this sacred container as as much as it should um and yeah so when when i was pregnant i i didn't really plan what would happen afterwards my husband works with me in the business so we're very fortunate that like we have the freedom in that respect but then also if we don't work no one does <laughs> um and so yeah i took i took um a couple of months off um but then we had some creative deadlines and so we're quite flexible in the sense of um you know if we want more time with us and we can have it if we want less time we can have it <laughs> um but yeah but then we need to find that support elsewhere and i think that's been kind of challenging um particularly here i know it's been a bit different in sweden but in the uk with um coronavirus and lockdown and all of that on my family who were meant to be visiting there in australia and they're not able to even leave mm. the country so yeah That's the support is, it's, it's been so tricky mm. yeah we need to have constant grandparents constant stream of um guests and we actually had a um like a a little flat ready for the grandparents to be staying on rotation um but what we ended up doing because they couldn't leave the country um we turned that into our offices i've always worked from home myself but that's been really incredible um having that separation so i can kind of come here and just um focus on my cre- creativity and then go back home um uh, it's on the same street <laughs> so it's not that far. <laughs> um and um and be with my son so it's this separation which has been um really interesting um when it comes to you know I think when you run your own business and you're really passionate about the work you do it's hard to find the off switch i'm sure you guys relate to that um so it's been a blessing in that sense like having the container um and i think that is definitely something mother has taught me it's taken away a lot of my time but it's also um uh helped me focus more clearly on the time I do have um so yeah and so at some things I've had to fall away um so yeah it's all just different changes but <laughs> mm. that's interesting to hear i'm actually due in eight days so i'm <laughs> Yes, I'm super pregnant right now. I can't see your belly right now. No, it's down here and it's huge. Um, How are you feeling about it? No, I'm feeling great about it. So it's a it's a little boy as well uh, as you. 
Um, but I, I'm thinking of all these questions that you just talked about, and I have the same, like, how are we going to, because we're building so much with our co um, company and everything, but but I'm just feeling, like, very grounded in this uh, pregnancy and um, more down to, like, Mother Earth than up to, mm -hmm. like, Gaia and, yeah, and, and the lights, yeah, so... I really hear you. Yeah, I, I felt exactly the same. All of my spiritual practices changed a lot when I was pregnant. Um, I think um, I had a really good birth. Didn't mean it wasn't painful, that's for sure. But um, although I do think it is possible to have a birth that isn't um, really, really painful. Um, but, um, yeah, through the pregnancy, it really – it was really surprising – what lessons it brought and um, particularly to do with like the body and like body sovereignty and trusting, you know, it always studied intuition and, you know, compared to most people on the planet, um, very in tune with mine, but through the pregnancy, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from my body's intuition and having my son in there, um, it, it showed me, how to have physical boundaries. Um, like, I was so protective over him. Like, you know, everyone just wants to touch your belly. And, you know, I think if I get pregnant again, I think it will be a different experience. But whether it was, like, this, my first experience being pregnant or his soul in my body, because he is very strong-willed and very clear in yeah. his <laughs> energy. And, right, it was, like, him being in my body that... Yeah, I was very much like I didn't announce I was pregnant till right at the end and if someone asked if I was pregnant on the street, I was just it was so interesting. I was um I, I was I was always kind, but I was always like, Well that's my business, not your like I was very it wasn't defensive, but it was just kind of like claiming my ground, which I, I it was so not my personality type. <laughs> but yeah, really it taught me so much um and even the way that um I, I hear that with the different um souls that come to be children um that the way that they're birthed is very very um in alignment with like their personality and maybe it's the soul level thing so yeah my son he came hard and fast and that is exactly what he is he's just like unstoppable and it's mm. just like this is i am here and this is what i'm here for and da -da -da. <laughs> and that was really yeah it's so interesting so I'm, i'll be curious to find out what your experience is yeah and i heard from some psychic friends that it's going to be like a fast uh what is it birth but i don't know yet so so we'll see it's going to be either he's a taurus or a gemini so it's oh uh, so we'll see what's so that's, that's that's really cool <laughs> oh well yeah so you're you're in the like the in-between Bits. I don't know if you've started feeling that. I remember near the near the end, maybe it was the last, maybe it was closer to the actual. Oh, I mean, who knows when he's coming, right? <laughs> he yes. could come while we're talking. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he's due the 19th of May, and I heard that it's a big, like, Pleiades portal between the 17th and 23rd of May. Oh wow! Uh, so yes, yeah, so we'll see if he has little like a little star scene, yeah, ready to come. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, 
I also found um, the the last days before um, I went into labor, um, it was like being in this in-between state, which felt like um, a combination of like, you know, when you're kind of like in between the worlds, like you're, you're tuning into some, yeah, you're kind of parting the veils. It felt a bit like that, but then also like when you were changing so much as a, as a person, like you kind of, you've, you've shed so much, but you're not quite sure what you are now without those ways of being metaphorically. I, I felt that in those last days, um, because I think it's such a huge transition. Um, and I, I, I don't really think you can prepare for it. You no. just kind of, Yeah. <laughs> you just have to just, trust the universe and just go with the flow. There's <laughs> like exactly, nothing exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like there's those um moments where it's just like you've got to get the list of all the things to do and you're like, um everything needs to be cleaned and it, uh, and you realize, oh no, the to-do list is not gonna help me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we would we were joking before that This, it would be quite a fun story if Amanda's water broke in the middle of, of our interview with Rebecca Campbell. That would, be, that would actually be quite nice for our, our life story. Yeah, due to the new one in Taurus, and I'm at Taurus, so, so it could happen. Oh, that is yeah. so good. So we'll thing, with, with my labor, I, I was like, I didn't, wasn't sure if I was in labor because my water never broke. Like, he came out in his like little water sack <laughs> so yeah so maybe that's very cool and that's <laughs> not usual at all i think you call it like you have a name for it here in sweden i don't know the english word for it but but it's very unusual that they come in there yeah, it's like yeah. 180 000 or something in um i think it's called m call in France maybe but a lot of different traditions have like a, a myth about it but yeah fascinating <laughs> so uh, we are so humble and, and honored to have you uh, joining our podcast today and we just we talked about it uh, in the intro um But your uh, book, especially your book, Light is the New Black, has been hugely transformational for us on our spiritual journeys. And it was basically what started both of our spiritual awakenings a couple of years ago. Um, we are just so curious now if you could walk us through your spiritual journey and how it all started. Because we know that so many of our listeners are in that phase where everything just starts and it's such a, you know, transformational and extremely spe special time in your life. Um, could you walk us through how it all looked for you? Or? For sure. So I think first thing to say is that I believe the awakening process never ends. And so when I look back, um, I can see different if you look at like the the spiritual journey um on a timeline i think the spiritual journey is the entire life that we live so and and this is like part of what we've forgotten that life is a spiritual journey um for me my first i, I always was connected to something that i could not quite name um And this feeling that, like, there was something I needed to remember and do. So that that was always 
a little bit present in my life, but it wasn't really spoken. Um, and it wasn't until I was around about um, 14, 15 that I had my first like proper awakening as in like it was very much like, whoa, like my mind kind of blown as I learned, like a lot of it was cerebral, like I learned these things. But um, prior to that, I had a couple of um, spiritual experiences that I couldn't explain, like the meeting of people um, having prophetic dreams and things like that. Um, and there's been different parts of my life where um, I've had other significant awakenings, like um, between 20. 10, 11, and 2012, I had a Kundalini Shakti awakening, which was incredible. It was, and it was just after I'd been through the darkest period of my life through huge loss and all of that, where, you know, so often it's when you are in that dark place and you are on your knees and you're kind of like, what is the point to all this that actually we connect in with the light, with soul, with spirit. And that is definitely what happened to me. And it was in those type of movements of like rock bottom, I would call them, where I just kind of, it was like the human part of me, the mind part of me just finally said, look, I give up, um, greater power, whatever you are. Um, I'm ready for you to step in now because I, I don't, I've done all the things that we're meant to do and this isn't working. Um, and so it was in that moment where I would call it like a flip, where I went from um, living from my mind and, and what society told me to do to, to not ignoring the mind at all. Like the mind is an incredible thing, but rather doing the flip so that the soul is the one that's leading. So, you know, and what that looks like for me was a regular spiritual practice where I tuned in and um, would, like, hear the whispers of my soul. But, like, that didn't mean that I could actually hear them. They were just those niggles, those kind of, like, inner feelings, those inner knowings, those things where you wake up in the middle of the night and maybe you're journaling and it's, like, the thing that you don't dare tell anyone but you know deeply yourself um so i i surrendered to that and then committed to showing up to that and acting on that and i think that's a really important point because intuition and spiritual awakening and all of that i think sometimes it's um i don't want to say pointless but it's for us to be connected to our intuition and then not act on it is will make us crazy, <laughs> you know? So it's like, like, and, and that's the thing of like, it's not about just being up in the heavens and receiving the guidance. We have to integrate it and act on it. And um, yeah. And I think so often what happens when we have our awakenings and we begin to receive guidance. It can sometimes feel like um, uh, we need to wait for this step-by-step plan before we take the next step if we are being called to make changes in our life. And I think that that that's definitely like a, a really big thing that I, I learned and, and, and integrated um, in that second awakening period. It's like, it is, you've got to act on it. And I think... Now, I, 
and then I've had a couple of others. Um, one during a, a particular training I had, which kind of like happened before I got pregnant, and I'm still kind of beginning to come out of it. Like another one happened after giving birth to my son, which I'm. It was. It's been more of a descent into the earth, and um, I think it's been a more challenging awakening. Um, and I know that in six months' time, a year's time, who knows how how long I'll be like, whoa! I can't believe that happened. Mm. Um, but I just I share that because you know I really think that we have forgotten that we are just like nature, and nature is like constantly showing us that like we're not meant to stay the same. We're we're constantly meant to be changing and shedding and descending and then blooming and budding and all of that. And yeah, following the seasons. Exactly, exactly. And um particularly us in Europe, I know I grew up in Australia, but my ancestry is um Uh, well, there's a bit of Scandinavia in there, <laughs> um, and like Scottish and Irish, and um, I think in Europe, many of us have been disconnected from our indigenous traditions. Um, I mean, I think maybe you guys are more connected to it. I'm not sure, um, but yeah. And so we've we through that disconnection from nature, we've kind of forgotten. That it's really normal to go through these um, experiences, yeah. 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 And I think I think that's the thing we were talking briefly just before I think we started recording of like this feeling of like us feeling like alone and like we were the only one that felt a little bit weird, you know. And um, you know, I've got this book I read to my son, which is basically saying that. Um, You know, it's a guide to living on planet Earth, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need this now. <laughs> and it's um, and there's this this one one uh, page, uh, it's really great, and it, it basically just says that you know you're never alone on planet Earth. We are alone together, and it's just like billions of people. And I think that um, this is definitely something that we're waking up to now like how important diversity is and how how I think I know with me growing up this kind of like pressure of like that's not normal you're not normal um but actually I wrote something the other day which was based on a conversation I had with someone who was like that's not normal what you're saying as in it was a bad thing and I mentioned it to my friend Binny who's in her 80s and um and she's like Well, of course. Thank you. That's fabulous. Of course, you're not normal. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that disruption's so good. <laughs> yeah. But I think what's um, because we were talking before about the fact that you, we felt so lonely, and especially when this awakening um, happened, it was like from one day to another. In my case, when. Um, I was uh, uh, waking up to the new reality of life. I'd be like, "Oh my God, this is actually how 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 life looks like, and this is actually, uh, you know, seeing the society in, in with new eyes and so on." Um, but I was just, sorry, it was so amazing in your book to um, get the feeling of 
uh, we are we are so many in this situation and and the term uh, starseed or the term light worker which was which is described mm-hmm. in many of your books um, and I just thought that was amazing to get some sort of explanation description and also some sort of purpose of why we sometimes feel like we are aliens on earth um so yeah, that's even though everyone are unique and and we have this big um we are supposed to have this um variety of of um people but we are connected in one way and i think that was just so beautiful in the book mm. um, it's really interesting you know because I've, i've just written this book um my, my new book which is letters to a star seed yeah. and it was Because the word starseed had been such an important one for me when I discovered it. I was like, oh, oh, that is that feeling I've had of, like, not feeling quite at home here. Um, And also, um, like, there was something I came here to do, something I had to remember. Um, And I I definitely know I'm not alone in this, and I know you guys know that too. Um, But then when, and because and I pitched to, to write that book straight after my first, and it didn't happen. It didn't come to fruition, even though I, I had seen it. It just it didn't follow through with my publisher. And so I just kind of put it to the side, and it was called Letters to a Starseed. And I, um, it wasn't until, yeah, just like after, um, I was halfway through 2020, I got the invitation to, to write it. And the message ended up being it's all about planting yourself here, like like calling the soul fully into the body, mm-hmm. um, which you'll experience when you give birth. It's like mm-hmm. you never experience anything more physical. So maybe that, that was like why it came in then. But, yeah, the message really is it's about you're not alone and you're here for a reason and all of that, but also fully commit to being here now because we're living at a time of such polarity and division and i think that that the starseed anyone who who resonates with the term starseed and to me it is a starseed is someone who knows that they're um part of something bigger than just here and now that life exists elsewhere than just on this planet um now science has proven that so it's not like a far out um thing to even believe because it's scientifically proven that that exists Um, and through writing it, because I, I used to have this um, strong belief that um, a starseed was different from everyone else. And, you know, the further I get on my journey, the more into the mystery of it all I, I am. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, maybe we all are. And maybe maybe every single one of us are, and we are like a like a seed. Like think of the seeds in the earth. You know, um, Rumi has this beautiful poem where he talks about, and it's called the seed market. And he talks about how um, this seed, this wondrous seed, has a future rose garden within it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of like what I'm talking to with that. That we all come in with. Obviously, there's free will and all of that, but we come in with who we are at our essence, um, and and you know, talking about things like soul biography, like who we have 
been becoming over lifetimes and beyond. Um, and that, like, now the more we... The more we plant ourselves here and commit to the human experience, and 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 feel feel the the um, the difficulties of of what is rising up right now on the planet, the more we can, more impact we can make, and the more um, you know there's all this talk of the new Earth, and I think that that is not possible without us fully being here. Um, and I think many of us who have had that longing for home um, have had like a tendency to to want to be elsewhere, and that's not helpful right now. Um, and so, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I was just said because you you said also that you think that everyone is a star seed. Uh, maybe maybe I yeah. don't know. I don't know the answer to that. No. Um, so why do you think some have <laughs> exactly? So why do you think some have this uh, longing and not others? Because like for most people in our community, we always talk about this longing of somewhere else and not feeling uh, that you belong here fully. And uh, why does some people have this strong? Uh, feeling you know? so obviously i don't i don't know the answer to it and maybe i will when i die <laughs> maybe i'll remember but um what i've been living into the question i've been living into is perhaps 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 only some of us are or perhaps all of us are and the veil of remembering is is thinner mm. and this could be because we have spent more time from a soul perspective elsewhere or it could be because of the the ancestry that we chose to come in through um it could be through a whole lot of different things but i do know that it is true that there are some of us who remember and some of us who don't mm. there are some of us who come in knowing and never forget and then there are some of us who wake up in the middle of our lives or the first third of our lives, some right at the end of our lives, you know. Um, there are also um, something I'm really fascinated about, um, and this is something that came through when I was working, preparing for my birth and working and, and observing my son in his first, in his year and a half now, but, like, yeah, just like fully observing my son and, And it's why I think um, I have personally been going through um, another, a descent sort of awakening since becoming a mum because I can see, and I'm not saying that I'm certainly not a perfect mum, oh no, <laughs> um, and I'm learning actually to like reparent myself through seeing my son, but I'm able to see him and It, it it's so interesting because sometimes it breaks my heart how he has not forgotten who he is. And and maybe he will, maybe he will have these experiences through his life, but at the moment he has not forgotten who he is. Mm. And as a result, being around him, it's been bringing up all these parts of me of when I forgot. So maybe a starseed is someone who doesn't forget. But oh, that's so 
That's so interesting and and We're amazing so to hear uh, mm. about these new children coming. Yeah, <laughs> but how do you? In what ways do you uh, see that he has not forgotten? So, one of the biggest ways was, um, and this isn't like uh, I think most babies are like anyone who experiences a baby. Not every baby, but most babies, it's just you go into that awe state. Can you you know what I'm talking about? I feel like that around him, um, and not just him. It's not like he's this like super special baby. It's this is what babies are, right? Yeah. And as he kind of came out, um, we gave birth at home, and he um, he was like literally welcomed by people going, "You arrived!" And a lot of babies have this experience, right? Um, and um, yeah, when I when I kind of like see him I'll like look into his eyes we have a bath every night and we'll just like stare into each other's eyes and now he's not he's a little crazy berserk (laughs) he's not a peaceful baby he's like like that but I'll have these moments and I can feel how open his heart is Mm. and what it's taught me um is how we are all that yeah 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 and it's that part of us, um, there are these parts of us that sever off. Um, there's a type of therapy called IFS, Internal Family Systems, which talks about um, exiled parts of us. And and this is not to say, like, oh, we had terrible parents or terrible upbringings or whatever. Like, this is the human experience, yeah. you know. But as we have these traumas through our life, um, it is common that part of the soul kind of, retreats but we have have these coping mechanisms and this is what makes us resilient humans right um but because i can see and 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 perhaps all children are like this if you're fully in the presence of a child it's like um and i've got friends who have um 14 year olds and 20 year olds and 10 year olds so it's not just little babies where um we can get triggered by the children um, because they're mirror, they're like they're showing us those hurt parts of ourselves, yeah, yeah. and the invitation is to 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 call them back in, call them, plant them more like back into the body. And I think that um, yeah, I'm wondering. One of my wonderings, one of my questionings is. Is a star seed someone who is not forgotten mm. or remembered? Mm. Mm. And I think we're, I think that's what the awakening process is. It's yeah. the never-ending remembering, and so and you know many people call it like a spiral, and that's why like when I look back into particularly in 2010 to 12 when I had that awakening, that was blissful. That was like I began to see codes in nature. It was like ecstasy. It was. Was that in the end of your 20s? Yeah, exactly. End of 20s, early 30s, yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, what what I've been going through um, around like 30, I'm 39 now, so 36 to 39 has been almost like more of a descent. Mm. Um, And it's been more painful and it's felt further away from the oneness of the light that it's been closer to the sacredness of the earth. Yeah. And I think that my sense is that we're weaving the two back together. Yeah. I think in our modern world, we've 
created these two worlds mm. um, or maybe we've not created them in a society or whatever. But I know that when I, um, before I had my spiritual awakening, I had that longing, um, which I, and I think that longing was also for the sacred, um, which I don't think is that um, woven into our modern day lives. It's yeah. coming back then. Yeah. Um, and then, then awakening and so connected and seeing it was like the explosion of seeing the interconnectedness of everything. But in doing so, it was like I had this, particularly when I had my first one when I was a teenager, it was like there was this other world that was separate to what the world was and my family and friends before. Mm-hmm. So that um, separation was still there. It was just a different type. I think this is what so many people experience too, that there is two worlds and and it's so different or it's so difficult to kind of merge the two, which is... Exactly. In the beginning, it feels like you can can only be in the new world that you discover through your awakening. And, but then slowly you, you find ways to merge because we're still here on earth and we have to like do the earth things as well. And it's, (laughs) It's right. part of the purpose. It's part of the meaning. And I think also that's something that we are so, um, that we find so important in our podcast, which is, uh, trying to merge the two worlds and trying to just, um, uh, give out the message of how you can live a modern spiritual life and how you can have a, mo- like a, a regular job and you have regular friends. So you are drinking wine and you do all the things and living a spiritual life and how you can like take, um, your purpose out in the physical modern life because i i think that's so profound uh of you saying that that is kind of the next step in humanity how we can integrate the wisdom into the earth the earthlings or <laughs> like the earth the earthy yeah, uh, exactly. world. But, yeah 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 and i think we're we're all kind of like living that at the moment yeah. and You know, and I think this is why it's, you know, particularly in the East when when someone would go through an awakening experience and in a difficult time even, it'd be be called auspicious. Whereas sometimes in the West, it's like, oh, you're depressed. And and that does exist. I'm not dismissing what people are going through. Um, But sometimes the awakening process can be really painful um it's not all ecstasy and you know in one of my experiences i um um what i was shown was it was like being taken into the center of the earth into the arms of the great mother and i saw the souls coming in and out just with the breath and that that moment was just like a fleeting moment in time like our lives are like our whole entire lives are fleeting moments in time and that there's no one on the planet who is immune to the sweetness and the sorrow the ecstasy and the agony and you know and and this is what my birth taught me as well with my son and and I I wonder if yours will too it's this 
thing of, um, and I know everyone, there's, there's no one same birth and, and not everyone gives birth the same way. And so whatever way it happens for you, if you have given birth or are going to, it's all as it's meant to. Yeah, you're not just like birthing a baby, you're birthing a new you as well. So, oh my God, totally. Yeah. And, and the thing that, that the midwife or the jeweler, if they're, if they're really good, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you is that they know, the moment they know that the, the, the mother is about to give birth, it's when the mother knows that she can't continue on. It's called, it's like the, the crowning moment. Um, and, and so in, in most births, of, um, natural births, that's what happens mother's like i can't do this and then they're like you are doing this and then the baby comes soon after oh, i know not not always but and my friend in her 80s who her whole thing is like her speciality like her her purpose in life is she did the first water birth in america um she used to drive around with a car with a bath in the back of the car. Wow. <laughs> what births were normal. She was not normal. Um, and what she, her, her purpose is to, to really help babies not have to forget. Um, so what I was talking about before. Um, and she believes really in um, the importance of um, the first, like the moments after the birth, for example. So it's like how the child is received and, And, and all of that. Um, and during the actual birth, um, what I couldn't get my head around was, because she was telling me it is possible to not have a painful birth. In my, my, in my cells, I didn't know I had this, but I was so scared about giving birth. Um, I've had terrible period pains my entire life mm. so definitely there was, there was something in there I think it was more maybe soul but definitely um intergenerational um ancestral cellular memory and so I was really working with that um and I was I was like how is it possible to be in ecstasy when you're giving birth um and now that I've done it And I wouldn't say it was ecstasy like I thought was ecstasy before, but in the moment of my birth, it was the most transcendent and imminent experience of my life at the very same time. Mm, wow. That is incredible. So the highest and the lowest, the most blissful and painful together. Wow. And what I saw in that moment was that these opposites and Marion Woodman, who was a great um, Jungian analyst, she speaks about holding the tension of the opposites. It's Jung spoke of that. That's what it is to be in the human experience, the ecstasy and the agony, the joy and the sorrow, all of that. And that's what the birth taught me. And I used to see these opposites as one side and then the other but I actually think they're next to each other. And I don't even know what that means yet. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing of like, that's what the birth showed me. It like blew my mind of these, this separation that we have created, particularly in the spiritual world. And I think the answer is bringing the two back together. And I think that's what we're living right now. 
Mm. I'm so sad for all the men not be able, able to experience <laughs> this incredible yeah, yeah. unity. Mm. Yeah, we're going to release an episode where I talk about the birth later. But mm. yeah, oh, it's going I'd love to, to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I don't have any fears about it yet. Um, Wonderful. So, so that feels nice. But, but I'm very open to that. Everyone has like a different experience. I'm very like open-minded into it. So, so yeah. We'll yeah, mm. that's so wonderful that you're not afraid. Mm. That is just so wonderful. Mm. But I'm so humble for all the women that are. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to feel like in the moment. Maybe I'm totally afraid when I'm just laying there. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Mm. But it's incredible mm. to hear. Um, you talk about it in such yeah. a beautiful way i mean it's i guess it yeah i'm it, even more, more like, excited uh, excited to give birth when hearing your story <laughs> mm. wow mm. so so we're so like eager to read your new book we, we just received it yesterday so we haven't been able oh, to read it, it. yeah uh, yeah so excited mm. and what would you say are the like uh, higher intention or purpose of this book what 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 do you want to like um, what message do you want to give out with this book I think it's kind of what we've been talking about like the the I really think it's necessary for us to plant ourselves here to seed ourselves here to return to the earth the parts of us that um, have maybe been longing to be elsewhere. Um, I feel like I want to encourage us all to realize that like, I, the longing I really get um, and the this life is so fleeting mm. and that I think it's just so important for us to pull our soul all the way in from our fingers to our toes um, and to, to to do both at once. So really remember who we are as a soul. So, you know, our gifts, um, why we came here now, but then also like fully landing into our bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's like weaving the soul back in. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're so eager. I it sounds wait. like the perfect next step for us, too, in our journeys. And I think for a lot of of people who read your first books, it's like mm. the perfect um, continues on, uh, on, the, on the journey, on yeah. the never-ending journey. Yeah. And when yeah. speaking of star seeds, this is one of our favorite uh, subjects. Uh, do you know some of the places that your soul originates from? We know that it can be like so many different places, but are there some places you feel more at home? Yeah, so I feel a particular connection to Orion. And in particular, there is um, when star Nintaka. Um, and yes, yeah, so I feel connected there. Pleiades, I feel like I've had some connection there um i'm not i used to feel like and and others as well but i used to feel like it was finite as in my soul originated here um but again the deeper i question the more curious i am about like maybe 
it, we've experienced many places. And so, for example, like my ancestry is um, um, European, right? But I grew up in Australia. Um, I moved, I went traveling when I was like 19. I actually went to Stockholm more than anywhere, which was so not part of the plan. So, which is, but I have ancestry from there. It's such a strange thing. Oh, I, um, wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. I went to Ireland and Scotland and then I had a friend who had a friend and she was nannying in, in Stockholm. So I was there twice. Oh. And then so when I did, I did this, um, like blogging trip um, when I was working as a creative um, and I went to Sweden twice as well. I went to Norway and um, Denmark as well. Um, and so, yeah, that land has always kind of planted me there without realizing it. <laughs> have, have you been here for any of your book tours or uh, retreats? No, or I haven't. I would like to. Oh. I know the, the books have been translated into Swedish. So you don't yeah, have I really to. to. You can come. You have to too. reach out when you're coming oh, here. Yes. Our community oh, would love that. it. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yes, you like what I was saying is, um, so when I grew up in Australia, I was very Australian. Um, then I went traveling and then I moved to London and London had its way with me and I became a hybrid of the two <laughs> and then now I live in Glastonbury which is different from London altogether and it's more it's like goddess worshipping and this is like brought me even deeper into the earth like I'm, I'm working with um, um, nourishing herbs and flowers and all of that and so that's like really changed who I am um, not at essence it's just imprinted and so I think the same happens for the soul so just like our past lives on earth influence who we are and shape who we are if we've experienced elsewhere it makes sense that that would have that impact as well on our soul biographies so mm. yeah that's also how we have understood it when we've spoken to several people about it about this too that it's like that you might be you might feel like you have more of one home and then be probably mm -hmm. a mix of of so many different places yeah i really hear you and i think and sometimes i wonder when it comes to you know, when you you notice someone whether it's like um you notice them online or you've read a book or even you meet them in in real life um it's like oh like, where do i know you from or, yeah. and, and do i know you or is it this quality that you have that i have too so it's all part of the mystery but it's just so fascinating Mm. yeah and i know one of the questions you are trying to answer in the new book is why have we chosen to come here at this time and we have seen like here in stockholm for example uh, that the spiritual community is growing rapidly and people are like waking up and people talk about spirituality more than ever and here in scandinavia it has been uh, not as in la and new york where you talk about spirituality like out there is spoken mm. here it's more like shameful it has been more shameful to talk about it but now it's really opening up mm. so so have you seen something why this is happening right now yeah well i think that more and more of us are waking up um obviously like well, that's that's clear and yeah like when i was a teenager and i had my first awakening i felt 
so weird and so different and all I wanted to do, like it's like, I think it often happens when you have your first awakening that you're like, ah, I can't get enough of it, I just want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. But then we that's call it the new in love. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like when you would love for the first time, like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, um, but I think that, you know, this period, mystics through the ages had predicted this period. Um, I'd been writing about that for, for some time. Like when, when I was in my teens, I was writing about that. I definitely did not share that with anyone, but it was the, it was, it was the letters that I'd wrote, write to myself and I don't even know if it was me doing the writing, but yeah. Whereas now, and I think that was my, my first book, Light is in New Black. The reason we chose that title, um, <laughs> I, I was going to be called Work Your Light. And part of me is like, oh, I wish I did call it that now that I'm a bit older. But, um, but part of that title was like, God, the, some of the stuff in the book is a bit weird and some of it's a bit normal as well. Um, but it was like, finally, people actually are interested in hearing about that. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> so, and I think it is, and I think this is the thing for us to kind of like watch out for because we don't want to like make spirituality just kind of like cool because it's like, it should be how we live our lives. It should be ingrained in our lives and all of our indigenous traditions, including us in the West, um, they had that that sacred weaving of the worlds. And so I think that that's that's why the that's why so many of us are being called back to the earth because the earth is calling us. We know that that we can't continue the way we have been and. The, one of the reasons why we've allowed it to happen, um, and it's not us individually, it's us as a humanity, is because there has been that severing from the earth, from the sacredness of, of the earth, um, which is also our bodies. Our bodies are the earth too. And so that's the 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 invitation, I think, for these times to, to yeah, to realise, okay, so... You don't have to be fearful for being spiritual <laughs> because it's, you know, we're very slowly beginning to um, reach more of a mass critical point. Um, but then to to bring it back 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 down to earth as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think to understand that we are uh, are all connected with the animals, with the earth, and to each other and um, yeah I think that's very important and I think people are starting to get that now um, yeah and I think like uh, just to make it really practical like the way we do that is to bring the sacred and the soul into our everyday lives and there's so many ways we can do that like obviously meditation and all of that but it's also just by like seeing the soul of the person behind the eyes um of you know say it's your birthday and um instead of just like you know like go have champagne brilliant but maybe you do a really simple ritual where you all just share one thing um that you wish for that person so anything that's going to like bring the sacred back in and here's the thing about when it is like everyday sacred i don't know anyone in my life 
who spiritual or not spiritual who doesn't enjoy that and so it doesn't have to be this like weird thing yeah everyone loves it because it's connection mm-hmm. so yeah so i think like if there's anyone listening who's kind of like oh gosh i've had this awakening but like i feel fucking weird and i feel like i can't have a conversation with and it might be true like it's not because i think when we often when we first have a, an awakening um it can feel like we want to convince other people um that this is the way that's what we need to watch out for because all it is is a way and it's your way right now it's your path right now everyone has their own path um that their soul's chosen and and you know and they have the free will whether they want to wake up to it or not and you know all of that right so there's no right or wrong um and so if you're if you're feeling that separation from loved ones who maybe aren't on a similar path to you find ways to weave the sacred into the relationship without it looking overly spiritual because <laughs> that makes <laughs> that's smart do you have any examples in the book of how you can actually weave it the spirituality into like your everyday life Mm, good question one thing that like i do a lot is um around the wheel of the year so different you know about the wheel of the year yeah like solstice summer winter solstice for example so that marks the coming and going of the sun so it's a season so working with the seasons is a good one um so at winter solstice one thing that i do um and i taught this in my membership and then um my husband and I said that we'd do it ourselves because we normally do, but we had some friends visiting and at first we were like, Oh, we shouldn't do it. But at the same time, so we're just going to do it. And so what you do, um, and it's, um, you get these logs, um, and then things to decorate it with. And you write your, your prayers, like your wishes. Right. And so what I did, I just like set it up. Um, and he set up the fire and we all did it and there were kids there and um, older people, younger people. Um, and so we just spent time and we didn't make it this big ceremony because that wasn't the energy that we were all there. Mm. We all had our logs and we made it beautiful. We wrote little prayers onto it. And before we put them into the fire, every person said, this year I wish for this or I'm letting go of this. And so simple but the connection was so beautiful so it's i think things that you can do as a collective can be really really lovely mm. even simple as like on a full moon yeah um i i recently got this um i don't know if you've used it before magic paper where it's basically magicians use it and you light it and it just literally disappears oh, <laughs> and wow. so, so amazing it's so much fun you could do this with kids although i don't know if that's actually a smart idea with fire but anyway <laughs> um so just write down what you're releasing on a full moon and you say it out loud to the person with you and you light it and it goes <laughs> it disappears mm. um and so it, that's just like it's like ritual is really like a a, a repetition of um um like a, a symbolic um action that you're taking to represent something yeah um so yeah I think rituals are really great one to do, um, particularly people who, you know, don't want to go into like a full on ceremony. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, that's that's such a good tip. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and we think that you, that's actually something that we usually encourage our community when you do full moon and new moon rituals. You don't have to do it with all the crystals and all the the you know all the different types of of uh, things that you do think that you need to use. It's basically just take a couple of deep breaths and connect inwards, and then you know write down the things or. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I think oracle cards are a great tool as well because um, you don't. I know that that when I first started using them, I was like a bit um, nervous about it. I never thought I'd create them myself. I was. I got given them, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do a reading for someone. I don't want to get it wrong." but now I see them as like a because they can be incredible tools for um, tuning in. But they're actually a really beautiful tool to um, connect with someone else. So it doesn't have to be about like, oh, this is what's going to happen or whatever. It can just be like, oh, okay, what area of your life, what question are you feeling into in your life right now? And then connecting with that other person. Yeah. It's just going for coffee, right? Yeah. And it's, like we said in the beginning, we, we always do like uh, every couple, I think. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Mm. We do uh, pick a card with your uh, tarot deck, the work your light. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cards. nice. And, and the star cards. And the star cards mm. as well. And people, and it's just like pick the card that you are drawn to. And this is, yeah, people love it. And it's also very accurate for people. Yeah, oh, and it's fun it. to see the the engagement because it's not just the our most spiritual followers. It's basically everyone who likes to draw, and my friends who are not certain. Yeah, not and their spiritual. boyfriends. No. <laughs> so it's. Um, yeah. it's I think cards are such a gateway like that, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, how did you guys meet? Uh, we've been best friends since fifteen. Since yeah, oh. since fourteen. But one funny thing is that we were in the same kindergarten when we were five, six years old. Uh, and we didn't find out that until we were like 20 something. Mm. So we saw a picture of us together when we were oh. five, six years. Uh, so universe uh, really tried to like pull us together. <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet. Mm. That's, yeah, it's, it's a funny story. But then we, then we met through a common friend um, when we were in our teens. Mm. So, and we have been... We've had each other in their spiritual interest. We were the only ones back then who had this interest, and it was amazing to have each other. Yeah, like mm. 16 years old, going to a psychic for the first time and uh, pulling yeah. like angel cards. Uh, but this was our secret. We didn't tell anyone about it because we didn't want people to think that we were weird, you know, that mm. feeling. Uh, but now we're out there speaking about like star seeds, serious. <laughs> we just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of just, uh, it was from one day to another, we were like, ah, mm. I don't think we can hide yeah, this. And anymore. I think that's why we connected so deep to your first book, Light is New Black, because we're both from the marketing and business side and been working in tech and marketing for a couple of years, but never felt at home. Um, mm. So we always had this like big passion on the side and, um, and now we're we're building this company together, and it's yeah amazing to see all the results and connect with all all our community members. And um, yeah, we never feel like even though we're not making any huge money of it, uh, we have never felt richer than we do today mm-hmm. just because of this job. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. we feel like life has a huge meaning, and it's mm. incredible. 
One of the questions uh, that we wanted to ask you, it's actually taken from your website where you talk about your new book, Letters to a Star Seed. And it's the, the basic but yet super difficult question, what is a soul? <laughs> is this, <laughs> we know that you mm, uh, write about it in the book. So is this something yeah. that you can uh, So I think that, so my, my understanding of the soul is that it's the ancient part of us that's inextinguishable, that existed before we took our first breath in this life and will exist after it. Um, I believe that our soul has experienced places elsewhere than just here, um, both different places in the universe as well as, like, places in between those places. Um, And the soul carries with it um, imprints. Um, In ancient Indian texts, talk about um, a word called, it's a a Sanskrit word called samstara, uh, which are like mental impressions. So you mentioned like almost like a fingerprint or um, a memory that's imprinted on the soul. And so while we don't remember all parts of the experiences, um, I haven't met anyone who has remembered all of them. (laughs) Um, I know that we can remember some of them, and, and that can increase as we go through our, um, our awakening experience. Um, for whatever reason, we don't remember all of it. Um, I've had glimpses of these rememberings, and that's, that's why I ended up creating the Oracle decks, because I just I needed to get these visions out, <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's... That's my understanding of the soul. Yeah. Um, but I think the soul also, it's its not all, um, again, it's not all just like fairies and rainbows. It's like the soul carries with it the lessons, the gifts, um, the good experiences as well as the difficult ones. Um, so, yeah, it's both. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the Disney movie, The Soul? Or so. Yes. Yeah, my husband bought it for me for Christmas with the book. Um, so we watched it on Christmas Day. Mm. What's your view on it? Do you think that's how it kind of... Oh, I think there's some really incredible parts to that um, to that that film. And, um, yeah, like I loved, I loved the visuals of, you know, um, being born and, and going through different gateways and mm. stuff. So, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it feels like Disney has a really high vibration. We we used to talk about, like, songs, like in The Lion King and Pocahontas. It's a very, like, spiritual meanings in the songs for children, mm-hmm. like these mm-hmm. old movies. So, mm. And I also thought so much, when I when I, when I I watched Soul, I thought about you, you always saying, follow what lights you up. And that's mm-hmm. so beautifully right. described yeah, in, the, in the film. Yeah, was there, wasn't it? it was, yeah. That was such a... I'd kind of forgotten the message of it. Um, they, did they speak about joy? Or what, yeah. What, what did they say? Yeah. They kind of... in They show, uh, they show us kind of the state you're in when you do your soul's purpose uh, and what lights you up. That you will kind of come into this flow and where you 
they just you know they just show it in such a beautiful way and i was like wow that's yeah that's yeah so really how like it is lights you up and you light up the world yeah, yeah exactly. it is yeah yeah and i think i think to like bring our conversation full circle it's like that's why it's just so important to act on those little bits of intuition or bits of joy or bits of moments where we get lit up like you guys like clearly doing this work does um but it's like in order to do it there's like lots of kind of admin that you got to do yeah 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 yeah. you know so it's not just um having the vision for it it's following through with it um yeah Mm. Mm. Thank you for taking uh, the conversation full circle. That was great job. Yeah, beautiful last words. That was that was the words of a Virgo, knowing how to kind of wrap, wrap it up in such a beautiful way. Virgo, yep, with an Aries. Yeah, an Aries. Okay, good. That's nice. Is that is that your? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Scorpio, your moon. Rise, your moon is an Aries. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, moon Aries. So yeah, Aries is like right. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, but it was uh, like an honor to have you here in Holy Crap Podcast, mm. and we're really hoping when things are opening up that we are able to see you here in Sweden. I'd love to come. Yeah, you have a huge community here. Mm. So, so, can people like order your book now? Is it out for sale yet? Yeah, it's out. It's it's actually being started to arrive. It's not technically released until next week, but um, yeah, it's being delivered all over the world now. Um, so yeah, like all of the places you buy books, but um, if not on my website, RebeccaCampbell.me is the best place to find yeah. it. Do you have any other um, things in the pipeline? Um, except for- yeah, I'm working on a, a new oracle called the Rose Oracle, wow. which I'm loving um so yeah that's that's and then uh, there's another book that i had been writing for a couple of years that oh gosh i was writing it through my pregnancy and first year after the birth while in a pandemic and it's just i i, I don't quite know what it's i do know what it's about it's about weaving the soul back in but it's about like life and death and birth and and initiation and all of that and so it's it's this wild, wild creative project right now. So I think after the, the Rose Oracle, I'll probably go back into that and, um, yeah, I'll see if it's ready, ready to be, um, reined in yet. <laughs> okay. We're looking forward to that one as well then. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and coming here today and yeah. And sharing so wisely. Mm, thank you so much. It's so nice meeting you guys. You too. Okay. You too. Okay. Thank you. That was so lovely. Thank you so much.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 